Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Success in Accounting. Sponsored by Dext. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. It's Rob Brown here with the International Accounting Forum 2022. We are live here at the event. Getting photo And uh, I'm here with the legend that is John Toon. Hello to you, John. Hi Rob, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. We're laughing because people are, are photobombing and gate crashing us here at the Waldorf Hotel here in London. Uh, John, you've been here all day. Have, what have yeah. been some of your big learning points or takeaways or nice conversations so far? Um, I, I think the, the main things have been um, you know, just getting around the vendors that are here, speaking to them. It's always nice to have a, a, a quiet, private conversation with them just to find out exactly what's going on with the product. Um, and then some of the sessions that have been on have been quite interesting. I really loved um, Francesca's session on um, you know how we uh, help to even up the uh, the accounting market and get rid of these pale grey men that seem to be uh, taking over. So that was shout out to Francesca Lagerberg, new yeah. global CEO at Baker Tilly. That's Absolutely. tremendous. And John, for people that don't know you, you wear a couple of hats. Tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> I do wear a couple of hats. So I'm a I'm a former retired auditor now uh, running our technology strategy for Beaver and Shudders. So what that means is I'm I'm now in charge of sort of trying to identify technology that will help our team to improve the way that we deliver services to clients. And you know, for me, the key three pillars of that are you know, people, process and technology and how we make all of those marry up together in the most effective way. And then um, I've got a sideline in podcasts, just like you, Rob. So um, yeah, so I run a podcast uh, called Digitals in a Cruel World, talking about um, you know, the latest technology trends in our marketplace, uh, what's what's big, what's coming up, what's new and you know, leaching into our uh, marketplace under the radar sometimes. And also talking about some of the big fundraisers because everyone's been raising money like, like mad things the last 12 yes, months or so. There's a lot going on. So... Beaver and Struthers, we've got an international podcast here with accountants listening all over the world. Tell yep. us a little bit about the firm. Uh, yeah, so Northwest-based firm, um, been around for 100 plus years in various guises and names. And, and like most uh, mid-sized firms in the UK, has grown through a mixture of organic growth and, and acquisition. Um, and we've now got four offices uh, across the country, about 200 staff, about 4,000 clients. And uh, yeah, we've seen tremendous growth over COVID. You know, uh, I think everyone went into COVID thinking the wheels were going to fall off and it was going to be a disaster. We've actually come out the other side with uh, some pretty you know, astounding growth um, uh, the last couple of years. And you know, we're also part of the HLB international network as well. Uh, so about 300 global firms that um, you know, help us and help our clients uh, you know, uh, take, uh, take their ambitions wherever they want to take them. And we've got a few networks, associations, alliances for the accounting profession here today. How important is it to be part of something bigger than yourself, John? I think it's really important, but I think you've also got to work hard at it. You know, I think, you know, in the same way that people buy people when it comes to selling our services to clients, you know, it works in the same way within the network. So, you know, we have a number of key people within the organization at Beaver and Struthers and within HLB who do work really hard to build and maintain relationships, you know, and you've got to, you've got to spend the time to, to work on those, to, um, uh, you know, to go to the events, go to the conferences, uh, speak to people and, uh, and learn what they're really good at and what they're maybe not good at and, and where they're expertise lies so that we can then signpost clients to the right people and the right firms wherever that may be. What kind of shape do you feel the accounting profession is in right now? Um, do you know what I think? Why are you general, smiling at that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, you know, I think the accountancy sector in general is in a pretty decent shape. Uh -huh. I think, like I said, I think with COVID coming along, everyone thought the wheels were going to fall off and it was going to be pretty terrible. Uh, but I think in general, most firms came out of it pretty well. You know, we have the perennial problem of staff resourcing issues. You know, that that's that's you know, as, as your co-host on the pod, Martin, will, will have said for many many years, it's always been an issue, will continue to be an issue. But there is a real crunch at the moment and. 
um, I think there is a challenge for many firms to recruit at the right levels and retain at the right levels and it's a very competitive market and we know that the bigger firms in particular are um, you know, effectively writing big checks to acquire people. You know, we've just seen PwC with a 9% pay rise across the board and that's quite challenging to compete with. Um, but I think in general we're in a good place. I think there's a huge role for technology to, to, uh, to play a part of that in terms of easing the burden for some of our teams, taking away more of those manual processes. Um, and the challenge for firms is around how you implement that technology, how you manage that implementation. Because I think quite a lot of firms have been pretty poor at doing that in the past and um, you know maybe haven't learned the, learned the mistakes. And um, you know if I may be so bold, I think quite often it's a challenge for um, for firms to find the right people to do those projects, you know, they leave it to their IT departments, yeah. uh, who tend to be, um, you know, tend to be the, the fixers and the, the the maintainers of the of the IT infrastructure, not the strategists and the educators and the implementers. And um, so that, that's a big that's a big issue for firms to overcome, I think, of all sizes. You're an accountant in practice, John. You're fully qualified. Letters after your name, all of that. What skills and attributes do you feel accountants need to develop over the next few years to stay relevant and competitive in this world? Um, I, I mean, I think the key, the key quality that any accountant needs is curiosity. Um, I think I think accountants need to be curious about multiple things. You know, you need to be curious about your clients. You know, pay pay some interest. Be interested in what they do. Understand their business. Get into the ribs of what it is. Be a bit do. nosy. Be, be bloody nosy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. But but also be curious about the world around you. You know, I, I think you know one of the great things that I love about being an accountant is talking to lots of different people, different backgrounds, different businesses, different types of of, of ways of being successful, and taking that as a learning opportunity. Um, I, I really Really like um, I really like to see what kind of technology businesses are using because that's an in personal interest of mine. But I also like to see what other things they're doing. You know, how are they dealing with their staff? Are there other ways that we can learn from them in terms of something that we can take back to our business to do? So, so curiosity is massive for me. Um, clearly, technology is going to play a role, uh, continue to play a role. Uh, you know, going forward, we will never get away with, from technology because we need it to produce accounts and tax returns and anything else. We're going to start to see an evolution of accountants who um, maybe are moving away from being particularly technical in, in, in a lot of aspects and being maybe going back to being much more generalist in their approach. Okay. So I think that's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting transition and it's something that suits me because I'm, I'm quite like that anyway. Yeah, well you're technological in your approach, we get that. To what degree are accountants expected to be geeks and nerds? Because that's <laughs> again not something they signed up for. They're technically brilliant. Yep. But with the technology, it's a whole different game, isn't it? It but is. But they've got to know more than 10 in a computer on and off, for sure. Yeah, I, I think I think the only way that you can kind of overcome that is to get to events like these kind of things, talk to the technology providers, see what's coming up in the market, um, and, and don't be don't be scared by it. Again, it goes back to a curiosity thing. It's um, yeah, look, there's lots going on in the market. It can be confusing. It can be it can be mind-boggling. Um, it can be really challenging actually to find the right fit. Um, but I think I think the, the the key thing is just to get out there and get a feel for things. You know, I, I, one of the things that I think has changed quite significantly in the last few years is that the vendors. Uh, lots of events are no longer pushing really hard to sign you up for a hundred licenses at a pound each or whatever those kind of things I think they've realized that the accounting market's a little bit more fragile insofar as you know you can't go for the hard sales pitch and expect something to happen mm. you've got to actually help 
those firms along the journey, help them with that change management process and implementation of, of new technologies. More so consultative, perhaps. Much more consultative and a more of a partnership as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, much more engaged. And, and those vendors, those app partners who are particularly good at that are the ones that you see, you know, around places that have been particularly successful. Mm. Um, and and that, that, that matters a lot. You know, look, technology is constantly changing. You know, we, we've got talk of things like Web 3.0 and the metaverse, you know, which hasn't really been talked about here, but it's been talked about other shows. And, you know, we I know that there are some accountants right on the cutting edge of that you know engaging with things like that and and again in the same way for me that um, maybe social media 10 years ago was a bit of a challenge like oh god what do I do with this Twitter thing and how do I post something on LinkedIn and make it sound interesting and relevant and not your tax return needs to be filed in a week or you'll get a penalty that's a, cha that's a challenge but I think the great thing about accountants we're intelligent um, you know most of us are, are, are able to be adaptable and so it might take a little bit of time you know we can get involved in these new technologies we can we can seek out new ways of things you know we've got to be very conscious about the fact that you've got to be able to make mistakes fail and, and learn from those um, learn from those potential issues and just move on mm. you know I think I think that's one thing that holds the accountancy sector back and particularly the audit sector at the larger end of the market is that we're taught to be risk averse all the time we're taught to manage risk we're taught to identify risks and deal with those risks and minimize those risks and and that's not a good good opportunity for a business that wants to be dynamic wants to take uh, take advantage of, of opportunities yeah, be innovative be all those kind of things and and be willing to take a mistake and if you fail fine move learn, learn from that experience and move on shout out to your podcast john tell us a little bit about your co-hosts and you show <laughs> what it's all about so my co-hosts uh, ryan pierce who works at scrut and bland and uh, indy tatler who works at rx markets uh yeah we, we we make a great team there's a lot of banter if you listen to it um you know a little bit ott sometimes but you know we we take what we do really seriously because we know that the market wants to learn about uh what's going on and we're, we're a good mix you know we're a good mix of people in terms of who we know what we know is going on in the marketplace and you know we're, we're lucky enough now to have a bit of a profile where people will give us the, the skinny on what's really going down in the, in the marketplace. We've got uh, an interesting threesome between all of us in terms of the dynamic that we bring to that and, and the, the insights that we can all bring together. What's it called, John, and what kind of topics do you cover? Yeah, so it's called Digitools in a Cruel World. World's most terrible name, and it is a pun and a play on words. Well, it might do what it says on the tin. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And, and yeah, we, we, cover, um, we cover the latest technology in the marketplace, app updates, fundraisers, uh, and just try to generally just talk and educate people about the market. And we do interviews with key people in the, in the marketplace. Got Steve Vamos coming on in a couple of weeks uh, from Zero, So that's a, a big fish to land for us. And um, we want to make the content as engaging as possible. We want to help accountants in the marketplace keep up to date with the latest technology. Hopefully we provide some insight and some, some help in, in keeping on top of that. And, um, and also talking to key people in the industry so that we can learn from them as well. Yeah, well, it's been great talking to you today, John. Final thoughts, what excites you most about the next few years? in this world we're in? Oh, um, do you know what? I, th I, think, I think what excites me most is the challenges. You know, I, I work for a mid-sized firm. Um, we've got huge challenges around things like our data management, how we can make that more usable for us as a practice, how we can um, leverage that data in a way that means that we can sell more services, but also the opportunity to make our our team's lives a bit easier, you know, take some of that pressure off them. You know, we know that they're under pressure at the moment. Busy season is on us. Um, there are great opportunities for firms that want to take advantage of what's available to them to think 
fast to adopt new technology as quickly as you can and implement it. And if it doesn't work out, you know what? Move on. This is the cloud world, right? There are no barriers to entry anymore. Um, you know, we're not stuck in this sort of incumbent world of oh, if you want to move from one system to another, it's going to take you six months and it's going to be a nightmare. You know, look, you can switch things on and off at a push of a button. You know, it's just like downloading an app on your phone. Don't like it? Get rid. Try another one. Fine. Move on. Love it, John Tune. That's been excellent. Thanks so much for your time and your insights today. Cheers, Rob. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Success in Accounting. Improve your practice while decreasing how hard you work to make your firm really fly. Really fly. So it's Rob Browning at the International Accounting Forum and Awards 2022. And I've got two representatives from Dayshape. It's Simon Montague and Tom Dinwiddie. <laughs> Good to meet you, fellas. So, for people that don't know, what did they, what did Dayshape do, Simon? Well, the, the company vision itself is improving people's working lives, but what we're really doing is um, we're helping with resource management. So, a lot of those challenges that accountants in particular uh, uh, have with regards to putting the right people on the right job at scale um, and being able to control the engagement lifecycle and get visibility over their performance that are you know, very common in the accounting industry, we're, we're solving those problems basically through a, an AI-powered resource management tool. And Tom, what's Dayship's objective here today? This is obviously a big event. We've got a collection of the great and the good in the accounting world. So you come here, you put up a stand and you're having conversations. What's your primary goals? Um, I'd say there's, there's a few goals. The first is obviously networking with existing customers. So we've got a number of, of, of our kind of um, key customers here today. They want to come and say hello, don't they? Yeah, within the, you know, within the big four and, and the top 10 and, and other firms um, globally. So, so the largest accounting firms out there. Um, the second objective obviously is to meet new firms and, and evaluate Evangelise the day shape message about what we're doing in terms of uh, disrupting the resource management space, which which we found to be quite legacy until we entered that market. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's probably the kind of two key objectives. We're also learning a lot today as well from some of the speakers. So we're hearing a lot of good things from some of the thought leaders in the industry, um, some of the things they're bringing to market around you know new ways of approaching some of the industry challenges. When you say industry challenges, what are the key industry challenges for you, Tom? I think in accounting at the moment, there's a, a a lot of digital disruption going on so um, we're seeing firms that are, are using a lot of legacy technology um, and they've been through covid which is a familiar message that a lot of firms are talking about of course um, and what that's doing is it's giving them time to reflect and think about how their technology uh, stack is is going to future proof their business and a lot of the times it isn't so um, what we're seeing is that these firms are um, really assessing the technology they're using now and how that's going to impact their business growth. Um, the second, obviously, is, is that kind of that hiring squeeze. So a lot of people are moving jobs at the moment, so we're seeing firms struggle to, to maintain and hold on to good people. And then the third, I think, probably a big one for us is, is ISQM1 and the upcoming kind of changes to um, compliance and legislation around how audit quality is managed. So we're seeing a lot of, um, um, you know, discussions and... and yeah. yeah, and, and Simon, Tom talks about the disruption there. How good are accountants as a breed at dealing with disruption? Because we're talking about a profession here that have done things the same way for hundreds of years, haven't they? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, some better than others, I would say. That's very uh, diplomatically put. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I mean, we are seeing uh, you know a real uptick in in firms, not just at the big at the top end, the big four who. Are probably a bit more used to disruption and, and, and making major changes, but you know all the way down to sort of that that mid market where they're really looking to to get ahead and, and maximise the way that they use their resources and and approach their clients. So I think there is a, a, a much more of a drive these days to to 
look at technology and what it can offer uh, and where it can make changes without being perhaps completely transformative, but um, making it a lot easier for people to, to, to do what they need to do. Because particularly from a county perspective, you know, a lot of the, the work, the auditing, etc., you know, it is very regulated and you have to do things in the right way. Um, but there are efficiencies that can be brought into that and I think there is a, quite an open mind to seeing where those efficiencies might be uh, and what, what can be gained through, through technology at the moment. Tom, what would you say to people that say accountants will not change unless they're mandated to do so by regulation or legal mandates or things like that? Um, I'd agree with that in part. I think there's, there's some firms out there that, that are driven by the regulation and, and obviously accountants are busy. They're normally utilised above 100% of the time, so you know the time to go out and look at strategic tools to replace existing um, applications isn't always there. Um, but then we also speak to a lot of firms who are extremely open-minded around new technology and embracing that. Um, as I said earlier, I think the, the kind of industry trends and the changes in the industry that have been um, escalated or accelerated through COVID, um, such as people working from home, um, have, have driven that conversation further. So I, I'm, I think there's, there's two sides to it, but we see a lot of very open-minded innovative firms, large and smaller firms who are open to, to new technology. They see the benefit and we do see those obviously of course that are driven by regulation. Yeah. Simon, there are obviously some firms that get it from what Tom's saying. How do you start to lead firms into a conversation about strategy when it comes to technology? Because they're very much heads down sometimes and tactical and what tool can I use to plug this gap but they don't often think more holistically in putting it all together do they? No uh, that, that is quite true but I mean it sort of comes back to some of the basics uh, you know uh, you probably hear this a bit before but it, it does come come down to value at the end of the day you've really got to change the discussion from from being one about you know the nitty-gritty and making small changes here and there and uh, and looking at you know what is the overall value to the firm of actually making a change and making it you know uh, yeah, quite a quite a large transformation sometimes and if you know if, if the numbers stack up then you know that you've got a good case for it. and obviously the nice thing of working with accountants is that they're good with numbers and, and you know they can see what what good ROI actually looks yeah. like so you can make the business case to them can't you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and, and particularly these days people are open to it because of the high levels of demand that so many of the firms are, are seeing at the moment and the difficulty in getting new people to come in to meet that demand they've really got to start thinking a little differently so I find people are open to taking a step back, taking a more strategic look at things and looking at where they can really get, get more for the, for the money and the resources they've got at the moment. Uh, and in that case, if you can open that conversation with people, then it, it becomes a lot more of a, um, you know, a, a mutually beneficial cooperation at that point, and then you can work together on, on making the right improvements. Yeah. And Tom, final thoughts from you. What excites you most about where Dayshape are going over the next few years, particularly with these bigger accounting clients? What excites me about that is the growth that we're on at the moment, the trajectory that we're on. For, for the last three years, we've been at Deloitte, um, one of the fastest growing companies in the UK, as recognised by the Deloitte um, firm. And um, you know, we've been recognised by the Financial Times as well as, as one of the fastest growing startups in Europe. So we're seeing huge growth. We're seeing a huge interest in the product. When do you stop being a startup? Well, I guess we're going now, to be fair, we're sort of in that scale-up phase, yes. phase, I guess. There's probably people at Dayshake that will slap my wrist for saying startup because we're in that scale-up phase. Um, you know, we've got a number of, of large customers. It's that growth, it's that bringing that uh, product to new firms and seeing the excitement um, around the buzz of the product and around how we can transform their resource management, their engagement management, um, their engagement economics, as we call it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really that growth journey we're on. It's, it's, it's fast-paced and um, an exciting time to be there at the firm.
So economic engagement, that's a phrase I didn't think I'd yeah. hear, but uh, it's, uh, it's a new one for me. In terms of competition for day shape, Simon, what is the big rivals well, that you're dealing with? Is it complacency of accountants themselves not to take on change, or are there some big players out there doing what well, you're I doing? I mean, traditionally with these things, always the biggest competition is the, the company to do nothing. Yes. <laughs> um, but Still at the moment, it's spreadsheets <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, things exactly. like that. But you know, things have, have changed a bit, and there are obviously competitors in the market. I mean, we've come in as a bit of a disruptor. Good. You know, that it's been. You know, there's been other vendors. I guess I probably won't want to name names. Just no, just you don't need to name names. Um, but they're out there. But that that are perhaps not really innovated very much over the last few years. Mm. And there's been a couple of big glaring holes in in the resource management market, particularly around say engagement economics, where you know having a viewpoint over how well your engagements are performing at any given moment, and having warnings to say when they're going off track. Something that's actually quite difficult to do in a lot of cases. Um, so. In that respect, it gives us a. That's one of the, the advantages that we have. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it's always competitive wherever you are. But if you find, you know, the the right parts of the product that, that add the right levels of value, then you know, there's, there's, there's always a market outlet for you. So yeah. Marcel Montague and Tom Dinwiddie from Dayshape. Great to talk to you today. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Hey, it's Rob Brown at the International Accounting Forum 2022. I'm Phil Tower with me, Stuart Handley from Silverfin. Good day, Stuart. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Now, we were uh, part of the early session. You did an excellent talk. I'm going to ask you about that in a moment. How important is this event for Silverfin, Stuart? Well, I think it's very important because, there, well, aside from the fact that we've been waiting for a chance to actually meet people in person, which is quite nice. <laughs> we've missed that, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. I think the fact that you, under one, uh, one location, you get a chance to meet a pretty diverse range of some of the most leading networks and firms uh, in the country, if not internationally. You don't get that opportunity very often. No, it's, it, it's a very good point. It is a collection of the good and the great in the accounting and fintech world. And as Silverfin, you rightly take your place among some very prestigious vendors and sponsors. What objectives do you come with to an event like this? Well, I think, you know, aside from the fact that you come obviously to meet people and explain to them where we fit, within their technology environment. I think it's also an opportunity to take back from, uh, from, from the conversations that we have. It's the insight into really the, what are the kind of challenges that they're facing? What, what's the kind of key driving factors in their business? And then that gives us the opportunity to look at that and make an assessment of well, what, what role do we see technology and what role do we see our, our uh, approach going forward fitting into that? Mm. Because I think you know, one of the things I talked about today was you know, having an appreciation for the fact that in many ways that the hard work is the people work and the change work and the client service transformation and that the technology kind of flows with that because we're in a place now where we can sit around the table and say right you tell us what what you're trying to achieve with your business and we'll tell you where we think our technology or other technologies for that matter might fit in supporting you and i'm really glad you took that direction with your talk because it was entitled technology trends in accounting but you very much touched on the people element behind that didn't you yeah i think i think because you can't get away from the fact that when we heard it like five times and we hear it almost every day talking to customers is that one of the key things that's at the front of their mind is how are we transitioning the skill set within uh within the profession because but you can't you can't you, know, you can't insert technology but technology is supposed to be it. the answer Stuart, isn't well, it well 
that's I'm a, a, I'm a technologist <laughs> and have been my whole career, so you can expect me to be an absolute enthusiast for yeah. the potential. But but I do think it also reality teaches you if you're doing something important, if you're doing something transformational for your business, then inevitably it's going to touch on so many different parts of your organisation. And in fact, it, it's it's short-sighted perhaps mm. to say, well, yeah, I, I found a uh, a solution to a particular problem. I'm going to just slot it into my organisation, and it'll work fine. You have to step back from it and say, well, if it's genuinely important, if it's genuinely going to help us with a business transformation, then it's going to touch on quite a lot of things. And so I think what you asked us for our kind of top tips today, and I think one of my one was probably, look, don't leave the technologists in the conversation until the very end when you've made a whole bunch of transformation decisions. Have them in the room, have them contributing to the strategy discussion because the output from the technology at the end is going to be a lot more profound than if you, you go hunting for a technology solution for a problem you've identified yeah. or an opportunity you're trying to exploit. And you're encouraging firms to be more strategic in their thinking rather than tactical, I've got a gap here, I need plugging it, what tool shall I use? Yeah, exactly. And you're quite collaborative at Silverfin, do you involve your clients in the R&D and get them to yeah, shape I mean, where you're going with your product? Yeah, I think it's the nature of, because of the kind of technology we're offering and how it's getting used by our customers, inevitably we get into a lot of these conversations and we're really committed to talking regularly with customers and saying, okay, what's on the horizon for you? Where do you think we can be helpful for you? And then bringing that back into our, our product development process. Um, I mean, obviously, I think there are some areas where, where if, you're, um, if you're seeking to be a, a visionary or a leader of the industry, sometimes you have to step up and, and make commitments and decisions about, okay, this is where I think technology can help you. And I certainly think there's a lot of the conversation around advisory where there aren't all the answers out there for us to respond to. So to a certain extent, you know, we have to form an opinion, validate that uh, with our customer base, and then build that into our product. Talk to us a little bit about advisory. It's a subject that's very close to your heart. Some firms are doing it really well. Some others are not really getting a grasp on it at all, even though we've been talking about it for many years. Yeah, I was, I was talking to somebody about it a little earlier today, and I think that one of the things that amazes me in a way is accounting firms have probably been doing more advisory in the last two to three years of, than they have probably in the last 15 years because the environment with the pandemic has meant that businesses are desperately needing help, advice, and direction on an ever-growing range yeah. of subjects. You know, everything from you know the traditional stuff they might understand about financial planning and forecasting. They're now advising on technology purchasing. They're advising on HR issues and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so I think that one of the, the key things that I think is important is start by an understanding of well, what services do we do today? that are valued by our customers or we have particular expertise in and find a way to productize that, offer that back to the customer. Because I think the other tra tragedy is I anticipate that probably quite a lot of that advice is kind of given away as part of the relationship because accounting is a people business too, right? Yeah. People have got lots of relationships and they want those businesses to thrive and succeed and some of that intellectual property and that experience and knowledge they have from working with lots of different uh, businesses in the same industry is somehow a little undervalued maybe. Yeah, and uh, for people that don't know, Stuart, what is Silverfin all about? Well, we're a, a cloud technology company. Uh, I think we were born, we were created by an accountant and his kind of view was he was pretty frustrated by the way that uh, he was working, wanted to find a way to use some uh, cloud technology to automate a lot of the kind of more manual uh, compliance type activity that happens within accounting firms because the journey towards uh, 
towards advisory comes by liberating people, yeah. freeing up their time. And you've got a lot of people that are highly educated and well-skilled doing work that, frankly, technology can help them out with. And so that's where we started. We, we help you take your data from multiple sources, uh, bookkeeping and other financial systems, house it in one place, because when you have the data, you have the potential to automate your compliance workflows easily. And then you can also use that data with reporting and analytics tools in our platform to then service your advisory need. What do you fear most about the accounting profession coming up? Well, I suppose um, the pressures of responding to what's directly in front of you in terms of the workload, just to keep it up to date with your client's demands, inevitably means the risk of pushing out the more strategic conversation about where and you're going to And those demands are not going down either, are they? Well, yeah, clients? in fact, a few people I spoke to said, you wouldn't believe how much demand we've got mm. for, for some of these kind of a more advisory-led type services. Yeah. But, but you've got to be able to cope with that within your existing uh, client commitments and also with the talent pool and the resources that you have. And we know that the accounting industry is under a, short, a talent shortage. Uh, and if you add to that the equation about the new series of skills and an experience that people need to bring to bear in terms of consulting and some of the maybe EQ-led skills, that's a pinch point, I think, for accounting that we're going to have to look at really seriously in the, in the coming years. Yeah, and final question. You seem a very passionate, optimistic person. We talked about your fears, perhaps, for a profession. What gives you hope and excitement about the next few years in accounting? Well, I mean, I think the first point is almost every conversation I find myself getting into with people you can see that they're deeply passionate yeah. about what they do. And so I think on one of your podcasts, I heard a guy talking about the brand problem that accounting has. Sure. And I have to tell you, you know, I come from outside of accounting and I've met a lot of accountants and they are a passionate bunch of people seeking care, to really help their clients. They care. So I think at the end of the day, you, if you want to succeed in business, you need to be working with somebody you, you think's got your back and wants, wants you to succeed and has the skills that you don't have as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so I think fundamentally my optimism comes, you know, almost every conversation I have is, yeah, if I had to work with anyone, I'd work with those people. Well, Stuart Hanley from Silverfin, that's been excellent. Thanks so much for your time today. Nice to meet you, thank you. Improve your practice while decreasing how hard you work, hard you work. to make your firm really fly. Really fly. Sponsored by Dext.